If a person makes his sukkah between trees, meaning that that the trees are the walls of the sukkah, meaning we've already learned in the previous Mishnah that one is not allowed to use trees on Shabbos and Yontiv and there are all sorts of problems if you have the tree being part of your sukkah. And we've also learned all sorts of issues if the trees somehow become the schach or something like that. But here the Mishnah is talking about a case, whereas the Mishnah clearly says that the trees are just the walls of the sukkah, meaning, as the Bartanur explains based on the Gemara, that the schach is not leaning on the trees. The schach is on something else completely. The trees are only functioning to be the walls. In which case, you're not using the trees at all. The schach is not being used by the trees. The trees are simply functioning as the wall, and we already learned many times that it doesn't matter what the wall is made out of. So even the trees that you can't use on Shabbos and Yontiv, and are also to issues if they'd be the schach, but since the trees are just standing in as the walls, and the schach is leaning on something else, therefore it's still kosher. By the way, the Gemara and the Halacha clarify that obviously we're talking about two ways that the trees could be kosher for the walls. First of all, the trees have to be filled in between the space between the trees with some kind of straw, some kind of material, because no matter how close you could picture the trees, obviously they're not going to be fully closed walls, the trees, because they're not like bars. So you have to fill in the space between the trees with some kind of other material. That's number one. And number two, the Gemara says the trees have to make sure they stand still. Because if the trees are moving around, and they're supposed to be the walls, and they're moving around, then they can't be proper walls, because walls don't move that much. The sukkah has to be temporary structure, but the walls can't move and shake. This is obviously relevant in halacha, those people that make sukkahs out of like metal bars or like metal things, and then like the walls are made out of canvas. So that's a big, big problem, because the canvas is not supposed to shake, the walls can't be shaking and stuff like that, but you know, that's a halachic issue, that's not for now. Then the Mishnah says a second seemingly completely unrelated r- rule. Shluche mitzvah p'tur A person that's a shliach, that's a messenger, that's involved in doing some kind of mitzvah, is putter, is exempt from having to eat and drink in a sukkah, meaning they could eat and drink and sleep outside a sukkah. They don't have to do the mitzvah sukkah because they're on doing a shluch mitzvah. They're on the mission to do a mitzvah. Now, the Chiddush here, the novelty here, as the commentators explain based on the Gemar, because seemingly we have a perennial usual rule that a oisik ba mitzvah patim in a mitzvah, that a person that's involved in one mitzvah doesn't have to do another mitzvah. That's a halacha. If you're davening and a person asks you for tzedakah, you do not have to give them tzedakah because you're involved in a mitzvah. If you're involved in returning a lost object, you don't have to be learning Torah at those times. You're doing one mitzvah, you're patim from the other mitzvah. Which, by the way, the Rebbe Shab explains, because every mitzvah is essentially just to connect you with God's infinite light. So if you're doing it through one conduit, you're putter, you're exempt from doing it through a different conduit. So anyway, so that's always the rule with any mitzvah. So, But the Chiddush over here by Sukkah is that it's not when you're actually doing the mitzvah, but even when you're traveling to do a mitzvah. For instance, the Gemara gives an example. On Cholomoyed, the intermediate days, you're traveling to meet your Rebbe. There's a mitzvah to meet your Rebbe on Cholomoyed. So you're traveling to meet your Rebbe, or you're 
going to release someone from jail while you're traveling. When you're not actually doing the mitzvah, you're just preparing or going towards the mitzvah. Even then, even though you can't do sukkah, you're putter, you're exempt, you could eat and drink and sleep outside of sukkah. Because even though you're not directly doing the mitzvah, but because you're traveling towards the mitzvah, you're still putter from sukkah. And of course, the same would be true with other mitzvahs that you're traveling towards. And the Mordechai, who's a Rishon, explains that the reason for this, because when you're sleeping, when you're resting from your travel, going towards a mitzvah, the resting itself is what's allowing you to do the mitzvah tomorrow, and therefore it's part of actually doing the mitzvah, which is why you're pata from sukkah, which if you fit with the Rebbe Rashab is amazing, because that means, like Hasidah says, that even when you're resting and sleeping as a preparation for serving God, you're drawing God's infinite light through that. And then the Mishnah finishes with a very huge law, which is extremely relevant halachically, but I have no time to get into, and which is that oichlin v'shesin arai chutz sukkah, that even though you have to eat and drink everything in the sukkah, but a arai, casual eating and drinking, you're allowed to have outside the sukkah. What a casual eating and drinking is that you're permitted outside the sukkah, that's a huge halachic issue, not for the Mishnah.